This is Triple M's Rush Hour with JB and Billy. Thanks to Bluebet. Bet with the homegrown bookie this spring carnival. Bluebet, what are you really gambling with? Assholes like you every day. Daisy Thomas. Every day. Bridge Duclos. Is this moron number one? Have you ever bitten a towel? Put moron number two on the phone. I don't want to ask why you had to write this. What the hell is wrong with you two? Everybody's working. Listening to the rush hour. Summer edition. I feel good. Hard not to feel good today. The sun's out, the birds are chirping, and we're on top of the mountain as we cruise downhill towards the weekend after tonight. Big edition of the Rush Hour coming up. Cal Toomey in to talk all things AFL draft fridge. I can't wait to hear what you've got to ask him. A hump day quiz. Yes, I'm going to be a quiz mistress. Quiz mistress. Yes, absolutely. We have the WWE Money Can't Buy Experience giveaway, so you need to be listening out for that. When you hear the Rock's intro music, we speak to Mark Howard, who's over in India ahead of the World Cup semis. Oleg Markov, Premiership Pie, but also pushing a bigger agenda at the moment. And a rehashed joke. Massive show as I look across and see the fantastic, the fabulous Bridge Duclos. Oh, look at us loving each other. <laughs> it's been three days and it's really turning into a love story. How we are you, We might end up in Rome at some point oh, no. in the next six months. <laughs> <laughs> Things move quick across that side of the desk. <laughs> You never know. You're lucky in the big city. Hey, I do want to point out, and it's only hit me today, that the summer edition we are. Mm. Spring. It's, it's not summer. I'm sorry, but I don't mean to be, you know, technical, but there is no summer just yet. <laughs> so we should be the spring, with a spring in our step edition of the Rush Hour. Okay. And proud we are to be here looking after the show for the boys. We're going to drive <laughs> it into the ground and see what we can do. <laughs> You got to welcome Rabs. This oh, is, is now your job. job. Yeah, yeah. Sorry. This... Right. I, that Did will... Someone say hello to me. Rabsy, darling, hello. <laughs> the 2019 book entitled "No One Is Too Small to Make a Difference" is a collection of speeches made by a Swedish climate change activist. What's her name? Sharon. Greta Thunberg. <laughs> <laughs> Close enough. Rabsy, yes. good to see you. Oh, good to see you too, Bridge Days. Have you got some headlines? Maybe some sport? I do have a little bit of sport, mm. and there is plenty knocking around, as we touched on. The AFL has, of course, released the opening round fixture. Not mm. for round one, but it'll be called zero round What's or round mean? zero. What's that So mean? there'll be four games played in the northern states to kick off the season before we have the full round one with every team to play. Make but they're sense not for of that. points. Not for points. No, they no, are they for are. points. But how does that work? Well, eventually, and we got Cal Toomey coming up next, so he might have a greater grasp on this, but at some point those teams will have a bye before round seven to even up the matches that are played. So it'll be the Swans taking on the Ds on a Thursday, the Lions and the Blues on a Friday, Gold Coast Suns and Tigs. What a blockbuster that'll be on a Saturday. And Damn the Giants and the Pies Saturday night. So plenty Round zero. Mm-hmm. Round zero there for that go. one. Uh, the Bulldogs, Andrew Westercott, is set to become a Bulldogs director. He used to be the head of the Australian oh, Grand Prix Corporation. Yep. And his old man, John, played for Footscray in the 1950s. He's a very nice man, Andrew Westercott. Yes. I've been surfing with him. Oh, there oh, you mm. Surfing? What? Yeah. No, we, I see him down at uh, the place we frequent over summer. Um, you goofy we, foot or we have been, regular? Um, no, I think he's quite regular. <laughs> <laughs> Well, I don't know what his Metamucil intake is, but... (laughs) A little bit of soccer as well. Adelaide United youngster, Nestori Iracunda Mm -hmm. has signed for Bayern Munich. Now, this is massive. So he has signed with a transfer fee of $5.5 million in 
incredible. He's mm. going to be good. He's going to be good. He's got to be he's good. He's going to be good. 17 wow. years old, he's an absolute star. Well, that's Five so... and a half mil at 17. It's not bad. Mm. What would he buy first? Well, no, no, that's not that's not that's, what he's getting that's paid. That's the fee they've paid Adelaide United oh. to get him there. Well, but he'll be on good money. Yeah, yeah. yeah. He'll be able to buy a beer. Bayern Munich are one of the biggest clubs in the world. Mm. It's, it's, it's the biggest signing for an Australian soccer player in a very, very long time. Well, Since Nick Ward back in 2000. Nick Ward? Where mm. did he go? No idea. Uh, Bridge, <laughs> some other stuff that isn't sports. Yes, in other not Sport News, uh, the Australian National Dictionary Centre has announced oh. its Word of the Year for 2023. Is it, can we have a guess? Yep. Riz? No. no. Guess? What's Riz? <laughs> <laughs> um, no, I haven't. Okay, I'll help you. Right. It's a good one. It is Matilda. Ah. ah. The Word of the Year is Matilda due oh. to its rich history of course, Walsing Matilda, and, of course, the revival of our soccer stars that mm, have brought to Very it. good. And may I say, Days, ahead of your time, you've got one. My little Tilly will love that. Yeah, she's Something a Matilda. Something to brag about. Absolutely. Apart from her dad. Uh, do you want to know what came second and third? Yep. <laughs> Obviously not Riz. <laughs> <laughs> well, if I knew what Riz was, we yeah. might put it on the list. We'll explain it to you. <laughs> Please do. Yes. I've got a bad Charisma. Riz. Oh, Riz. Yeah, oh, yeah, yeah. Oh, full of that. Not dogged? Yeah. What? No. <laughs> word. word number two, Noah. As in N O E R, these are names. A knower, which is a person who tends to vote no in the referendum, oh. or a yeser, a person who tends to vote yes. Okay. Wow, that hasn't had much effect on us so, the referendum. So mm. they haven't put a whole lot of thought into <laughs> it. <laughs> <laughs> that is it. Rizza. Riz. Riz. Bit of Riz. Yeah, Riz. Mm. I got a bit, bit of Riz. Bit of swag, bit of style. Yeah, bit you of do swag. have Riz. Bit of style. I want yes. a bit of Riz. I've been told by my fiance I'm way too old to say Riz. So oh, mm. did she just text then? No, no. Oh. <laughs> she's told me pretty, she hasn't listened to the show. Don't no. worry about that. Cal Toomey's got Riz. Cal Toomey oh, has a bit of Riz. He's, he's reeking of Riz. <laughs> he is, and he's a big fan of a certain pop star. We might oh. delve into that. And we're going to ask him if a 50-year-old from Williamstown's a chance to get drafted <laughs> next Nicky week in the AFL draft. <laughs> this is the Rush Hour Summer Edition with Daisy Thomas and Bridge Duclos. The AFL Draft is next Monday and Tuesday. We've got the draft guru from AFL.com, Cal Toomey, in the studio. We days. certainly do. A night where the hopes and dreams of all 18-year-olds and one 50-year-old may either be <laughs> made and or broken. But, Cal, you are across all of this. Hello and welcome, Hello. firstly. And what the hell are West Coast doing with pick one? Oh, well, let's, why don't we start with the 50-year-old? Yeah. <laughs> How did that happen, Cal? So nominations have been open for a few weeks after the trade period, and they closed on Monday, mm. 873. Three players nominated from around the country. One of them was Phil Brown from the Williamstown Super Rules competition, <laughs> who was uh, aged 1973 was his date of birth mm-hmm. that he put into the system, and he's been put through. So we wait and see if anyone so, comes through. How does that happen? Yeah, it, was it a mistake by someone at the AFL, or how does that happen? No, it's open to ap- applications. And the AFL is not across every club that's interested in every single player, either. So, so could I put myself in the draft? Um, not sure. The women's draft is coming up. Yeah. All yeah. right. Well, you could. <laughs> I could, yeah. You could play again. <laughs> there might be some rules around retire. It's the funny part. Any 50-year-old can put their name in, but recently retired players, and you're still in the recently retired basket, Daisy. I appreciate it. Uh, <laughs> there's some rules around that, so you okay. might have some other avenues to get in. Well, if there are any scouts, head down to Faulkner Park tonight where I'll be doing my best work in the AFL 7s. But West um, Coast. West Coast, it, it's got a lot of intrigue. So they have pick one, mm. Harley Reid, the highly touted Youngster who's meant to be the next Dusty Martin, absolute superstar. But do they go that route or are they looking to break it up and trying to pinch something from North? I think Harley, it's in the box seat to take Harley now. And it's been the long-running discussion all year, hasn't mm. it? Will they trade it? Will they keep it? Will they split the pick, as you say? But now a few days out, they've had the trading period 
to get some offers, which they did. They knocked some back there. They've had more offers since then, which haven't necessarily been knocked back from North Melbourne and Melbourne. They just haven't really turned the head of yep. West Coast enough to say, yeah, that, that'll do us. So now they can still make the trade on the night once the draft reopens on the night. The deals can go through, but I think the likelihood now is that they keep it. And, and Harley Reid's been the best player in this pool for three years. We're all... I'm sure he's sick of hearing about himself, Harley Reid, the amount of talk that he's had about him, but he's been worthy of it. So this poor kid and all the poor kids and the old 50-year-old, says <laughs> me, who's 58, um, they all sit at home, do they? And no. Well, 17 of them will go to the draft on night one. Yep. And there's obviously split over two nights. So the first night is the first round of the draft, which this year will be about 27 or 28 picks with the bids that are coming in for different players okay. and academy players. Then the next night, we'll see the rest of the rounds come through, which is going to be around 30 picks. So... Total, about 60 picks, about 17 or 18 will be there on the opening night. Then the next night and the rest of the round one night, well, yeah, they'll all be at home is on the it, couch hoping for the best. Is there any entertainment? <laughs> the draft is the entertainment, Bridge. <laughs> Sorry, I'm just wondering about dancing girls or a band or something. The drama. Oh, mm. right, okay. The drama. <laughs> we roll from West Coast into North Melbourne. And yeah. the, I was doing a deep dive last night, spent a lot of time I like your a look book. through. Thank you. It's a bit messy, yeah. but mm. with picks... Two, three, 15, 17, and 18. Surely this is a club-defining draft for them. It is. And, and they've got the hand that's been super for them from the AFL assistance package. They did really well out of that at the start of the trade period. They managed those picks well through that period and brought in some other players and Zach Fisher and Dylan Stevens. Now, as you say, they've got five first-round picks. This can really shape up their future, can't it? And they have been a club that's had a dip at the number one pick using some of those selections. In the end, though, pick two and three are really hot picks. Like, you're not going to go too far wrong in that part of the draft. And and after picking Harry Sheasel and George Wardlaw last year, if you can go bang, 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 four over two years, mm. Daisy, go back to your career. Pick, you, pick two was very good in my draft. It, it was a very <laughs> good pick. What pick for you? Pick two. two. <laughs> 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 what am I? <laughs> um, um. But, but, but having two top five yeah. picks in the same year worked out pretty well it too. Did. Who you picked two? I was picked two. Who was pick one? Uh, Mark Murphy, father son. He wasn't so as good as you. No, and pick five was Scott Pendlebury, and I wasn't as good as him. So <laughs> <laughs> yeah. we, we yeah. move on. Um, anything else that you can tell us that the fans in the cars listening will want to know? The one that is the big discussion point heading into next week is Daniel Curtin. So he's a boy from Claremont in WA mm-hmm. and 197 centimetres. He's been that in the old 93 stuff. kgs What are we well. talking there? 6'5", 6'6", yeah, pretty close to that. And this week, uh, Hawthorne actually flew him over mm-hmm. on Monday to two of their headquarters. Right. So they flew mm-hmm. him over for the day, went and met the, the club, met the coach, uh, to the headquarters. That's not a, a definitive yes that they're going to take him next week, but it shows clearly they're interested in him. And where he goes is going to shape the whole top 10 because West Coast could then trade back in later on in the top 10 if he's still available or if mm. he's sliding down the order. North Melbourne, he's been in the mix for as well. Um, Melbourne as well, if he gets to pick six, if he gets a little bit further than the Cats and and Crows and Bombers will try to trade up on the night to try and grab him. So he's the play. He's the one key defender in that sort of top six or seven, I think, that's going to be worthy of that. And, yeah, he's a really interesting one for me. So the Hawks are pick four in that list and that order. Mm. Does he want to play midfield, though? Is this what we're reading? He, he idolizes Matthew Pavlich right. and, and sees himself as playing mm. this bit of everywhere role. So a bit of forward, bit of back, bit of midfield as They'll well. They'll that out of him though, won't they, if they don't want him as a... He'll start as a key back. Yeah. And that's what they need as well. If they're going to yeah. pick him, they're going to pick him as a key back. Now, they've probably got a decision, the Hawks, where they're weighing up Daniel Curtin. So it's the Curtin call versus the Wizard. Oh, Nick, yes. Nick, Nick Watson. Watson. 
Yep, we oh, love not, this. Not the Wiz. No, I thought the Wiz no, made no, a no, camera. No. There's a new wizard. Oh, there is a God. new wizard in town. <laughs> and you'll like him too. 170 centimetres, little small bugger, wow, 68 small. kilos, Take and hangers. just got Riz. That, he's got Riz. That, that's my height. That's little for yes. footy. Yeah. Wow. Well, he, he tested um, number one at the combine for Riz. So, yeah. Riz, yeah. did he? Yeah. Wow, that's I'm his go. all over this Riz business. Um, can I ask you a quick one? We're doing another one with Cal, yes, aren't we? we are. Do you want to go to a break? Yes, I do all want right, to go I'm to a break. Do, I do what Rab says. We'll go to a break. Righto. More with Cal Toomey next. By the way, he flew up to Sydney oh. and had a one-on-one interview. Well, maybe not one-on-one. Close enough. With a certain buddy. superstar. <laughs> Chat about it next on the Rush Hour. Triple M. Sun's out, bin's out. What are you doing, Fat? I'll have a spell. <laughs> have a spell, Fat. This is the Rush Hour Summer Edition with Daisy Thomas and Bridge Duclos. Cal Toomey has stuck around because the AFL draft is next Monday, Bridge. It is indeed. And um, I find um, when you go pick, 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 you know, pick, pick, I, I find it. <laughs> so how the draft no, works. I don't, I, I'm sorry, Cal. I find it so intriguing. And you, like, you were sitting here with no notes, which I find, uh, you know, you are all over it. When do you start getting in draft mode and how big a job is it? To... Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. So really? we've got a weekly show now that has started in round one called Gettable, and that's about the draft and trade space. And it really, we follow the same path that the recruiters do uh, in, a, in a lesser form, but following these kids for a couple of years to see them, you know, all the way through and gather the interest. And the draft, we find, is becoming bigger and bigger from, you know, a wider level as well. There's... The draft is hope, and you know yeah. by mid-season, ten teams are, are pretty much out and out of the finals race, aren't they? In a lot of years, so it becomes about who we're going to get, and is this guy going to help us next year? So that's and if that's you the follow these it. kids, you must feel a bit passionate about it too. When you, you know, it will Harley Reid, you know, you probably feel it. More yeah, well, than... I've got a lot of stress at the moment because I've got my phantom draft coming out on Saturday, oh. <laughs> and that that's uh, yeah. Yeah. I know people are waiting for that, and that always makes me very nervous because <laughs> it's like the, the house of cards. You get one wrong, and then the rest the of them. The rest falls down. I've had, yeah. I've had one horror in 2020 where pick three went wrong. Will Phillips went to North Melbourne. I didn't <laughs> pick that one, and it's fair to say the rest of the top ten didn't shake out well. I've, I've recovered, but you know, it's all about, I'm only as good as your next one, aren't you? Uh, Who's yeah. the biggest smoky in this draft? Mm, that's is, a good question. Is there anyone that looks 50-year-old from Bill <laughs> <Phil> Brown? Williams, <laughs> not the biggest smoker. <laughs> uh, look. I don't think there's going to be too many surprises inside the first 25, but right. I do think that we're going to see some surprises after that because it's such an even class and the clubs do have a, a varying view about, you know, some players are rated 20 on boards and other ones they wouldn't be drafted at all. And I think that's a little bit different this year because, you know, generally there's a, maybe a consensus 40 or so, mm. but this year there's just a little bit different and there's the really good top 10 or 12 that have you know, push themselves up another rung, whereas behind that I feel like it's really even. So I think clubs are going to be surprised on the night when a couple of names pump through. What about any state league players or former AFL players, names that we already know? Yeah, I don't think there'd be too many former AFL players, but there's a guy from Werribee called Sean Manor who was best on ground in the VFL grand final, kicked six goals in a losing team from 28 (laughs) touches, and he's got some interest. He's 26, so like he's going Mm. to come in and be a player that you want to be ready to go with, and there's no time to waste there. So he's got some interest. Some different clubs have looked at him, Essendon, Fremantle, um, a few others as well who think that he might be able to come in and play a role straight away. So he's one to take a look at for sure. If you want some interest in the night, though, Bridge, play a little drinking game. And any time a club says, I can't believe he slipped through to this pick, <laughs> you have to have yourself a little swig of your wine. <laughs> Draft slider. Draft slider. Really? We can't be- pick seven. We can't believe he wasn't one. <laughs> we rated him at 10. Yeah. yeah. We rated him at top yeah. 10. All those sort of so things. So where do we watch it? 
On, on the and telly. AF, <laughs> and AFL.com. AFL.com yes. is where we watch it. That's yeah, right. I'll be watching you, Cal. Will oh. you be appearing? I'll be appearing. Are you yep. in a dinner suit? Or what's your yeah, I'll put the suit on for, oh, for the, the main yeah, event. No, yeah, I'll, I'm happy with this casual kit. No, you're looking <laughs> fabulous. Your, your own reason. main event, though, wasn't related to the draft, we're led to believe. No, it wasn't. I went up to Sydney yesterday. I'm a big Robbie Williams fan. How oh. big? The, the biggest. The biggest in Melbourne, <laughs> I'd say. Really? Yeah. How many times have you seen him in concert? Uh, by the end of... The next couple of weeks, I think it's pushing 20. <gasps> Have you watched his doco? Of course. Did you like it? I did. It okay. was pretty honest. So not not too much new for someone who's been following his career closely for 20-odd years. But mm. Is that nearly stalking by definition? <laughs> no, it's, <laughs> nearly. It's, it's avid fanning. Okay. It's yeah. avid okay. fanning. Um, so what happened? Did you see it? Yeah, we went up to see his press conference yesterday in Sydney. So all year I've been saying on our show is Robbie Williams going to be gettable. So mm. wanted to take up a T-shirt for him from our gettable show and, yep. and give it to him potentially if we got a chance. Now, the press conference went ahead, asked a fair few questions about the footy, and obviously it shined a fair interest in the footy. Didn't get a chance to actually give the T-shirt to him. So we, we're saying he's partially gettable at this point, <laughs> but, Ma- marginally gettable. But could you put him in the draft and then you've got more access to him? <laughs> well, he's 49, so he's younger than Phil Brown. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> <laughs> but you did get a chance to ask him a question. What was it? I asked him a couple, and one of them was about uh, Carlton's win over Melbourne in the semi final. He's a big de- uh, Blues fan. The game against the Demons was just the most excited I've been watching sports in forever. Mm-hmm. You know, it did something to me that was just like overwhelming. And um, it, I, I guess it's like being a teen again and going, oh, I'm in. Whatever this is, I want more of this feeling. So, yeah, I loved it. Any more songs coming up? We saw, we saw the Tom DeConning song in the air, in the bed. Well, you know, if, they, if, they'd, have, if they'd have got through, then that would have been a whole album. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> now, somewhere, all, uh, sorry, Dave. I was just going to say, somewhere in that interview, he did say to me. It meant so <laughs> much to me. Did you get a little bit excited there? <laughs> no, yeah, we, as well. we I heard that too, Daisy. <laughs> it snapped around. <laughs> Did you fall in love with him when he was in a boy band or when he became nah, Robbie No, no, I was, I was too young for Take That. But uh, I think it was Rock DJ, probably, uh, that yeah, single and winning song. album. Yeah, great song. Mm. Oh, well done you, getting to look at him. Well, <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, and ask him a question. Asked him a few questions. So it, was, it was an interesting crowd up there and a bit of fun, but uh, yeah, that was my highlight of my month. The He's draft got two secondary. gigs next week at Marvel, is that right? Oh, sorry, to Amy Park. Amy, uh, Amy Park, and mm. as, as I did say to him, actually, that's the, the original home of Big Ange, which yes. is obviously now the Big right. Ange. I'm loving Big of Ange course. instead at, at Tottenham. So. Could I ask you a question? What would have happened had Robbie Williams's concerts Ended up on draft night. What would have you done? Uh, that that thought was a worry for a little while. Yeah, because <laughs> I bought the tickets ages ago, and the draft was only booked in yes. about three or four months ago. Yeah. So luckily, it panned out. But there's all there's also other states in Australia Bridge, so we could have got around <laughs> if we had travel. to. So Monday, Tuesday is your grand final next week. Yes, yeah, but draft two, night. Two, two day grand final. Oh, yeah. Well, we wish you it's all like, the best. It's like 2010, mate. Oh, two well, I hope you final. perform as well as I did. All the very best. Thank <laughs> you oh, very much for coming in, mate. Cal Toomey from AFL.com. You can watch the draft there and, of course, get the podcast gettable as well. He's an Get-able. absolute star. Triple M's Rush Hour Summer Edition with Daisy Thomas and Bridge Duclos. Bridge, you've just disclosed that you had a full crush and an obsession with someone as well. After well, Cal told us it was Robbie Williams Cal, for yeah. him, what about Cal's love mm, for twenty times? Yeah, I've never done anyone twenty times, but <laughs> I will say I did have a massive, massive thing for Leif Garrett. 
Mm. Right. Do you remember Life Garrett? I'm I'm young. <laughs> Ish. <laughs> Which means that you're old. Life Garrett saying I was made for dancing. Right. And right. the reason I liked him, this sounds vain. But well, the reason I liked him. You spell his name because I looked a bit him. like him at the time. He, he look, I looked like him, so I thought, well, I like him. What? I, I, he had the same hair as me, and I just for some reason decided I fancied him. Yes. The song was called I Was Made for Dancing. Oh, yeah. Have you got that in Triple M's playlist? Well, I don't know how to spell his name, so we'll get it in a second. L E I F. How? He had risk. He had real risk. Are we talking, though? Like, I was mad on him. I had posters. I was absolutely crazy about him for a while. He and David Cassidy, of course, which was a standard for my age group. You know, oh. the Partridge family. You both look at me as if you've never heard. <laughs> really? This is a, Who'd you have? A, a trip down memory lane. In terms of rock stars, no one really. You were too busy with Gary Ablett Jr. A, a, a senior. A senior. Yeah. <laughs> Sorry. Again, more, no, 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 I to get someone who's two years older than you and your wall was a poster. <laughs> uh, I just picked it from a long while out. <laughs> yeah. Sorry, yes. Um, but you more were sports. I was more sport, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I did have a little uh, a love and infatuation for Carly Rae Jepsen. Mm-hmm. She uh, sings a song called Call Me Maybe. She's a pop star. Call Me Maybe. Yeah. What about you, Rob? <laughs> no, I wasn't. I'm not Daisy. Yeah, I was a Collingwood fan. <laughs> Sav Rocker. There's a few of them Just here. The, the big ones. Beersy. Really? Yeah. Yeah. You're working he with still wears hero. my jumper every now and again. Do you know what, though? Now Blink-182. Blink-182 in the cricket. Oh, that's nice that people like you. <laughs> it is. <laughs> But you didn't see Leaf Garrett? I never saw Leaf Garrett, but I do admire times. people like Cal. Um, at the Paul McCartney concert I went to recently, there's, there was a group of people who have been literally followed him around the world, mm. and he now knows them and, and calls them out at every concert. So I love that passion. There are nufties at all concerts, though, oh, yeah. and I know Rose hosted the Rock Room last night. Oh, mm. yes. And there might have been some carry-on from a few people in there. Oh, a nufty. Yeah, a little bit of maybe... A little bit of... A little Whoa! bit of... Shirt off action. (laughs) This is the Rush Hour Summer Edition with Daisy Thomas and Bridge Duclos. Just for you, Bridge, this is Leaf Garrett. He's a bit of Boney M about it. Yeah. He had a bit of um, Ricky Martin about him too. Yeah, I liked him. Was that a hit or just you liked it? (laughs) (laughs) I think that was his biggest hit. He had a bit of something going on though. A bit of riz? Yeah, a bit of a lot of riz. (laughs) Somebody who does have something going on is Billy Brownless and he has... The Hump Day Quiz. Mm. He's yes. not here, no. but you've put your hand I'll up. put my hand up. Just taken control yep. like a true spiritual true. leader would. Yes. And yes. you are going to run it. So one triple three yep. five three. if you want to be on the Hump Day Quiz run by the Hump Mistress. <laughs> <laughs> Never been called that before, but thanks. <laughs> You've got to be up, though, Bridge. We demand that. There's good prizes. We need people with big energies. <laughs> Can, Can I put that on my business card? <laughs> the hump mistress. Yes, we do. And I've got questions. I've got musical questions, political mm. questions, uh, sporting questions. Anything it's about a, the draft? It's a real mix. Nothing about the draft. <laughs> One, Nothing. triple, three, oh, yeah. five, three. Oh, they've already lit <laughs> oh, up. They know the number already. If you want to be on Bridge's Hump Day Quiz yeah. from the Hump Mistress, the hump give mistress. us a call. We've got some of the best prizes in radio, <laughs> including a Kraken gift box oh. and a $200 Neverland store voucher. The Hump Day Quiz coming up next. The skies are bluer. The sun is shining. The weather's warmer. If there's a pool, I'm there. This is the Rush Hour Summer Edition with Daisy Thomas and Bridge Duclos. Right now it's time for the Hump Mistress to do her thing. <laughs> and now from the studios of Triple M Melbourne, it's the Rush Hour's Hump Day Quiz. And now, ladies and gentlemen, here's your host, Bridge Duclos. 
Steve. Oh, uh, lovely. What a lovely introduction. Thank you. Otherwise known as the Humpy Stress. <laughs> and very excited today because we have two fine players who are going to play the uh, Hump Day Quiz Days. We have Craig or Crackers from Albury. G'day, Crackers. Hey, g'day. How are you? Don't know if I'm worthy to be in your presence. Uh, mistress, <laughs> <laughs> it's a fair point. What have you been up to, Crackers? You've been working on any rail or anything? Uh, yeah, I work in rail construction, mate. So I'm looking after all those big rail projects that we're building that you'll soon all be able to ride on. Oh, thank. Well, that'd be good one day. But good on you, Crackers. <laughs> and I believe you're a Hawk supporter. <laughs> one day. True, 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 true. Hawk supporter. I've got three premierships in the bag. I can go forever. All right, good on you. Now, how would you like to do your buzzer, Craig or Crackers? Which one? Crackers. Okay, there we go. Crackers That's a from... Wodonga and Albury. <laughs> yes, yes, it's indeed right. Albury, Wodonga. Yes. Oh, <laughs> okay. And our second contestant? Yes, is yeah. Georgia from Carrum Downs. Hello, Georgia. Hello. How are you? We're very well. And you're a closet Hawk supporter. I am a closet Hawk supporter because I get booed at every time from the rest of the family. Uh... But after that end show, I feel like I need a shower. It feels like I walked into... <laughs> Do uh, my apologies for being called the hump mistress, um, but I'll take it. Right. I'll take it gently on you, Georgia. No, um, no, no. Do you want to practice your buzzer for me, Georgia? There we go. It's very good to be. Don't be afraid to yell it out, Georgia, because if uh, Crackers is going to give us crackers, mm. we need to hear Georgia nice and loud. All right. Well, we start with question one. That's usually where we go. So let's Excellent. go with one. Okay, uh, Georgia and Crackers. Which former politician has reportedly been knocked back from joining the Portsea Golf Club? Georgia. Georgia? Dan Andrews. Oh, Georgia. Bang. Very nice. Very nice indeed. Well done. Okay, question two is an audio question. Mm -hmm. On this day in 1986, the Beastie Boys released their critically acclaimed album, Licence to Ill. Sing the next line to this famous song from that album. So they both get a go. So, Crackers, you can kick us off. Here we go. You gotta fight! For your right. For your right to party. All oh, right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. All right, I think we've got to give that to Crackers. No, 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 no. Georgia they both get a go. tuned in as well. <laughs> she was no, doing backup vocals. Okay, sorry. Don't Georgia, know now is your turn. Are you ready? Go for it. Right. You gotta fight! For your right to party. For your right to party. Look, Crackers somehow had some backing vocals, so I'm going to give it to you. <laughs> <laughs> she did indeed. All right, lovely. So we're sitting at one all. One all. Mm. All right. Question three. Collingwood Premiership player, not you, Oleg Markov is going to join us after 5 p.m. today. Can you name one of his two former clubs? Georgia. Georgia? Yes. Brisbane? Close. Oh. Very close. Very close, but no crackers? cigar. Close crackers. Think close to Brisbane. Gold Coast. Yeah. <laughs> Very crackers. good. Very good. All right, Crackers, you you're leading. Up? Do you want a score update? Yeah. Crackers two, Georgia yep. one. Thank you very yep, much. No worries. Excellent. Excellent. <laughs> As hub mistress, I can't do everything. <laughs> All right. Question four. Motley Crue played last night at Marvel Stadium. Who was drummer Tommy Lee's famous ex-wife who starred in Baywatch? Georgia. Yes, crackers. Yes, Georgia. Pamela Anderson. Ooh. Oh, 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 oh. It's a tight one. Two all. 
to all. Okay, so the winner, see, I can work it out, of this question will yes. be the winner of the Hump Day quiz. That's right. Little it out. The WWE is bringing their Elimination Chamber event to Perth for the first time with The Rock rumoured to potentially be coming out for the event. What is The Rock's real name? Georgia. Ooh. Georgia. Dwayne Johnson. Ah! Oh. Too good. Oh, bad well luck, done. Crackers. Well done, Georgia. Too Sorry, good. Crackers. Too good. Hump yeah, after all, Georgia. told us he could go forever, but he's lost interest. <laughs> if you're ever down at Karen Downs, come for a drink. <laughs> oh, good on you, Georgia. What does Georgia win? Rick? She wins a Kraken gift box featuring a bottle of Kraken, four Kraken and Cola cans, and oh. stubby holders valued at over one hundred and seventy-five dollars. If you don't mind, there you go. Very nice. Mind it all, hubby's dancing around, already drunk some already in his mind. <laughs> <laughs> And crackers, we're going to send you a hundred dollar grilled voucher, mate, for being a good sport. Oh, yeah, crackers. Is the hump mistress coming to dinner as well? (laughs) He's really taken a liking to that name. The hump mistress has dinner plans already, but thank you very much for the offer, crackers. Thanks, guys. Appreciate it. Good on you. Seems better than when Bill runs it. (laughs) Yes, and I really feel like I've um, taken on a whole new thing as hump mistress. By the way, enjoy legendary moments and legendary black spiced rum this summer with Kraken. Gift pack valued at 150 bucks. The Kraken black spiced rum. Discover legendary flavour today. Triple M's Rush Hour Summer Edition with Daisy Thomas and Bridge Duclos. We just want to discover what we've learnt so far this hour of the rush hour today, Dave. It's always good to reflect. And for anyone who's just jumped in their car and not quite sure what we've learnt so far, <laughs> well, Bridge, we've learnt that you love Leaf Garrett. Yes. Yeah, he was my boy. He was your boy? He was my boy when I was growing up. I loved him. So Rabsy and I have no idea who no, it is, no. but we appreciate the fact that you do. Thank you. Cal Toomey also has a man, a mad man crush. On uh, Robbie Williams. He's mm. travelled to 20 concerts of Robbie Williams's and was worried it might clash with the draft. Imagine mm. going up to a press conference. I know. That's full nuff. <laughs> that's full. Like never go full nuff and yeah. he went full nuff. Yeah, that's full nuffy dufty. It is. Good on him. And we've also dubbed you with a new nickname that I feel slightly responsible for. <laughs> slightly. That being the hump mistress. <laughs> I just, I, 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 it's really taking off. I've had calls. Well, crackers couldn't get enough of it. Crackers couldn't get enough. I did, I did host the hump. And you Day discovered quiz. what Riz was. Oh, and Riz. Oh, yeah. Um, in fact, I think we should. Oh. What the rock is cooking. Speaking about Riz, the rock has a lot of Riz. So do WWE superstars, and they are heading to Perth for the first time ever with the Elimination Chamber event. Give us a call right now, one triple three five three. If you want to head along with a mate, which includes flights, airport transfers, two nights combination, and tickets to the event. Yeah, by the way, you can grab those tickets right now at Ticketmaster. You just got to tell us your wrestling name, entrance music, and work on your smack talk. Yeah, smack, have a look at the board. <laughs> Every day. ridiculous. Yeah, yeah. Go schmacko. <laughs> this is the Rush Hour Summer Edition with Daisy Thomas and Bridge Duclos. Still heaps to come for your Wednesday commute on the Rush Hour. We've got Howie coming up next, talking all things World Cup cricket. Yes, he's live in India. And we've heard that he's met an absolute superstar. I know, I can't wait to hear mm, who. Can't wait to hear about that. Oleg Markov as well, talking about a great cause that he's gotten behind. A rehashed joke mm. from Anthony William. And that'll just about see us out for what has been a massive addition. Are you aware of Oleg Markov's story, Bridge? It's incredible. Yeah. Oh, okay. No. 
That's not no good. I didn't know if you were or you weren't. No, no, no. I know a bit of it. I know that he went to a lot of different clubs, went to Richmond, never got a premiership, went to Gold Coast, got sacked, then came to Collingwood, got a premiership. But he... He didn't get picked up by Collingwood. He went and trained at Carlton for one day and then Collingwood brought him back. Yeah. It's an incredible story. I know, and he's such a nice young man. Mm. Do you know him, Dave? I do. Not as well as you, by the sounds of no. it. <laughs> it's called research. Of all the cool people and sports people you don't know, Oleg's a favourite. <laughs> he's one of my favourites. Now, I have some breaking news, and I read this oh. in the Herald Sun this morning. Mm-hmm. TV commentator, radio host James Brayshaw to oh. marry in Perth. In the socials. Yes, in the socials. Jim. I don't know if that's breaking news. Uh, well, no, pretty much we knew. That's yeah. why we're here. But Jackie Epstein has written that uh, James, the top flight, mm-hmm. JB, Jim, whatever you want to call him, is getting married to his beautiful bride, Lisa, in Perth on Friday. Now, do you want to hear the guest list? I do. Clearly, two absentees, one Daisy Thomas <laughs> and one Bridget Duclos. However, those who've been lucky enough to make the grade is co-host Billy Brownless, um, Craig Hutchison mm-hmm. and his partner Claire, mm-hmm. Brian Taylor, Gary Lyon and his partner Nikki, mm-hmm. Luke Darcy, Campbell Brown, Nathan Brown, Damien Barrett, Angus Brayshaw, no no joke there because it would be his nephew, Greg Blewett, who's his best mate, and mm. Danielle Frawley. Mm, right. Um, you yeah. didn't get an invite though and we went for dinner and you were genuinely flat. Like you, you, I know, I'm so You upset. broached it so many times with him that it became awkward. I took it to the family. I asked the family, should I be invited? And 89% of them said yes. Yeah, they, Rabs, they you did. Were here. Yeah. And you asked Bill if you could go as his plus one. I was offered, a, I was willing to be the hump mistress to get there. <laughs> 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 I truly was because I was, I, it was my only way in. Who's he had a plus quoted one. in that article? Um, oh. Who's quoted in that article? Billy Brown. <laughs> oh, no. So Billy's doing sit-down interviews with Jackie Epstein about JB's wedding, the king of kings. Jim's going round again. So second time up, he's marrying the lovely Lisa, who's planned it all, Brownless said. (laughs) (laughs) Well, we weren't invited, but the good news is there's another wedding coming up next year, which I'm really going to work on, and that's, I think you know who's that is, Daisy. (laughs) Yours. So we might take that to the family before right we end our summer season Yeah, I'll here. take it to my family. Should I be invited? Do you take it to your family <laughs> and your magnificent bride-to-be who I've never met? I've got an issue with that wedding too. We need a brooch. Brooch. Ooh, brooch. Yeah. I'm oh. staying in the same Airbnb as Bill. Well, uh, Are you his plus one? No. The hump master. My fiance is my plus one. Oh. <laughs> you all you... might be sitting together. Oh. <laughs> Rosie's in next. Oh. A champion footballer. Thomas is uploaded the biggest up with Radio Royalty. Your show, but I've taken over. Triple M's Rush Hour Summer Edition with Daisy Thomas and Rich Duclos. Rosie was lucky enough to go to Motley Crue and Def Leppard last night at Marvel Stadium and host a very special Triple oh, M Rock Room. But host Mary. Triple M Rock Lounge, Bridget. What happens in you there? should have been in there. Oh, yeah. lots of things. <laughs> was it good fun, though? It was fun. So Dangerous Dave and I were the hosts. Not so dangerous. Ev- no, least dangerous. Um, but uh, Jason and Marissa were there. Tammy and Scott. Uh, there was also Jimmy and Tracy and... Rick was there with his 16-year-old son, Baden. It was Baden's first ever concert. Oh, wow. That was Remember that <laughs> when I come back and talk about Uh-oh. Motley Crue. Okay. Def Leppard, incredible. Mm-hmm. They've been playing since the late 70s. 
They've just finished up together, Motley Crue and Def Leppard, 18 months of touring worldwide. And how old are they? They must be in their Look, 60s, 60s in Motley Crue, bit older Incredible. in, in um, Def Leppard. But we saw Paul McCartney here a few weeks ago, 82. Yeah, 81. And he did not go off the stage like for Like two or hours. three hours. Yeah. Three hours. Yeah. He um, sat, sat down from in on the piano, but you're allowed. So <laughs> did, we'll let him off for that. So did Tommy Lee. More on that in a moment. Can you play the piano standing up, though, is the question. <laughs> uh, well, so yeah. Elton John does. Oh, okay. With yeah. his foot up on it. Mm. All right. Well, sort it out, Paul. Have a, have a crack. <laughs> You're lazy Come bugger. Back next time. <laughs> um, no, a lot of the Triple M family were in the crowd. Marvel's a big, big stadium. Ooh. Was it full? Few gaps. Full? Few oh, gaps. a few gaps. But a pretty good crowd. Yeah, pretty good crowd, for, especially for a Tuesday night. Mm. Uh, both bands played for well over an hour, which is extraordinary. You know, well done. Um, Motley Crue are almost a parody in some ways. How so? You know how most of us have tried to learn how to be more modern. Yes. <laughs> with opinions. Yes. Things you say, oh, things no. you do. Oh. Yes. They had, which I loved, they had roadies that were clad in lingerie. <laughs> oh, don't. They did not. Yeah. <laughs> Are you serious? Yeah. still living the rock life. Still oh, living God. that lifestyle. Um, <laughs> Me Too movement, not here. Uh, each band member got their own sort of segment to come up and do things like Nikki Six, grab some people for a selfie, that sort of stuff. Tommy Lee, who is the drummer, is 61. He's seen and done everything. Yes. <laughs> He's very funny, as we had in the Hump Day quiz. He was married mm. to Pamela Anderson. Mm-hmm. What an extraordinary life. He came out and he goes, oh, there's something missing here. Oh, he calls us Emma Effers when he comes out, right. by the way. Yeah. 16-year-old Baden's first ever concert. <laughs> I might want to point out. Uh, he goes, there's something missing here. No beers. And then people like held up their beers and everyone's like, woo. And he goes, something else is missing Uh-oh. here. Titties. <laughs> oh, <God>. And so <laughs> encouraged so... people to get them out. Oh, no. There were so many that on screen. <laughs> And a lot of women who did not wear bras at all. So they must have been expecting it because it was like full, whoa, there you go. A lot of men participated as well. So this is good gender (laughs) equality. Mm -hmm. I liked that. Uh, Baden didn't know where to look. I put my hand over his eyes at one point. This is a joke. And uh, I think he had the best time of his life. Uh, and then and Tommy Lee's got, sorry. You I was going to say, something. were these projected onto the big screen? Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. What a delight. <laughs> <laughs> Lovely Baden. And then Tommy's going, how about you guys? Would you want to get your junk out? And everyone's going, no, no, no. no, 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 no so no, impressive. No, no, and then no, he went around to play the piano and he sat down and I wasn't sure what he was playing with at first. <laughs> Oh, He's impressive, yeah. but he played yeah, yeah. with his hands. Were you mm. making the comment the other day about driving a boat? He exactly. drove a boat without yeah. his hands. Yes. Mm. Uh, one of my favourite bits, they did like a medley in the middle uh, that included this Motley Crue song. But it took a lot of the Triple M family back to like their 13-year-old, 14-year-old days in, you know, 1989 when the albums came out. Uh, it was a lot of fun. <laughs> Uh, Baden, I think you're never, ever going to recover. (laughs) Def Leppard came on after, who were brilliant musicians and very straight, and his shoulders dropped. (laughs) I think he peaked too early. Bring back Tommy. Bring back Tommy. But yeah, great very good on you. So you had a fun night. Yeah, Dangerous Dave, um, he loved it. I think he was a little shocked by the titties as well. (laughs) (laughs) Did he have a special T-shirt on? Uh, He did, actually. He found, uh, we made some T-shirts up because Bill famously... Wasn't able to pronounce Def Leppard. He got him mixed up with another band. 
Haven't you heard Def Leppard? <laughs> and he wore his Haven't You Heard Def Leppard t-shirt oh, last night. So well fun. done, Dangerous oh, What a night, night though. Host, Mary. It was good. What a night. Mm. Yeah, that would be fun. Come with me next time. Did you uh, Did you partake in the... Uh, no. <laughs> well, I was just wondering. She's telling us about it. They were all prize winners, though. Yeah? They came in in the Triple M yeah. Rock Lounge? Yeah. Oh, good. Yeah. Oh, good. It was yeah. a lot of fun, so thank you to everybody. days wishing you'd been there. Uh, right. Wishing you'd been in Baden's spot, weren't you? <laughs> Seen a few. <laughs> oh, Oleg Barkov, the Collingwood <laughs> Premiership star, is going to join us. a lot us. of bands. <laughs> up next. Seen a lot of bands. <laughs> Howie's going to call us from Calcutta ahead of Australia's semi-final against Australia. This is the Rush Hour Summer Edition with Daisy Thomas and Bridge Duclos. The Aussies have a semi-final against South Africa, hopefully, if the rain holds off tomorrow night in India. And our man Mark Howard will be part of the action. Our next guest loves cricket. Top-class test cricket. He's always got an eye on it. Billy Sage's first catch. Wind guard. Mark Howard commentating cricket. Just got a bit sidetracked. So what better place for him to have been than in India for the Cricket World Cup? Every single piece of this land is covered in people playing cricket. It's just cricket lovers heaven. Here to tell us about his India tour diaries, please welcome Mark Howard. Yes, welcome Howie and also congratulations mate, a semi-final for you commentating tomorrow night. G'day Days, g'day Bridgie, g'day Rabs. Gee, I've done well to get an intro on the rush hour. That's, uh, that's bigger <laughs> than a World Cup semi-final. Yeah, I was meant to, to be fair, I was meant to be coming home after Australia's last game against Bangladesh, but they work in mysterious ways. You just get a phone call to say, can you stay for a semi-final? And you're like, yes, I can stay for a semi-final. Uh, and the weather, um, it, it, I've been to Kolkata seven times this year across this and the IPL, and it's never been less than 39 and clear. There was talk of rain, but it has now disappeared. So we are... On. Oh, thank Ooh. God, because I was going to offer you a rain dance because I once did one when uh, Australia was in drought with about 100 women and we did a rain dance and we managed to not get any rain. So I was going to offer that to you in India, but you don't need it. Well, I've seen some pretty amazing sights here in India, Bridgie, but that would be top of the list. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's great news though, Howie. So you're pretty sure it's going to hold off? Yeah, no, the weather looks weather looks really, really good. Um, baking hot, Kolkata, so it's... You know, it's a massive city. There is people everywhere. This is where Australia won a World Cup in 1987 with my cricket hero, Alan Border, uh, back in the day when they wore white clothes in, um, in mm. World Cups. So to be here and to take it all in and soak it up and the people you meet. Can I tell you a story about the people you meet? Can of course you can. Having dinner last night at the pool with the great man from Colake, Aaron Finch, and we got word that in the restaurant by the pool, Mick Jagger was coming for no. dinner. So... I said to Finchie, right, he loves cricket. I can't go in there. You need to go in there and, like, make room and set as a table inside and try and catch the great man's eye. To which Finchie, in one of the most courageous things I've ever seen, <laughs> walked in and got as an introduction to Mick Jagger, which was quite extraordinary. No, no way. way. Wow. That, 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 Finchie even had the nuts, which I didn't. I've got it on my phone. Finchie had the nuts to get a photo with Mick, oh. who is a cricket tragic and who is going to the Australia game. So... That's the type of thing that can happen uh, here in India. You what, just never know what's around the what corner. What was he like, Howie? Was he nice? Well, I didn't have a great deal to say except nice to meet you, Mick, shook his hand and got oh, out of his way. But um, he, um, yeah, well, he, you know, he's a rock star. Wow. <laughs> Mick Jagger, my dad, would be the most jealous man on the planet. He's mm. a genuine rock star. But from what he's we've the rock star. Well, the greatest. <laughs> uh, from what we hear, though, you're still getting plenty of attention over there as well. Yeah. 
Yeah, it's positive over here, Daisy. I've been doing these diaries where I've been trying to record stuff. I didn't pull the phone out to interview Mick Jagger as much as I wanted to. Um, just sort of recording what happens here in India. And I think you've got some audio there. I did a piece about the social media feedback you get in India about your commentary as opposed to the social media feedback you get in beautiful Australia for your commentary. A little bit of social media just to finish it up for you. Two more. One from Afghanistan. Hi, sir. It is a physics theory that there are some voices which make your heart beat faster and give you pleasure while listening. So it's wonderful to have you back in the commentary box. I can listen to you for a long time. Love, Afghanistan. That's nice. And then Simon, I think he's probably Australian. I have really enjoyed the commentary at the Cricket World Cup until that flog... That'd be me. Mark Howard 03 joined the telecast. His voice is punishing. He is the world's worst cricket commentator. In fact, maybe the worst commentator of any sport ever. Thank you, Simon. Now, that wasn't a burner account from the Friday huddle, was it, Howie? <laughs> Fair chance. Fair chance. But um, that just shows you, like, there is so much love. Like, it's hard to explain. Like, umpires get selfies in the airport in India. That is how much they love the cricket. It's, you hear all those cliches about Indians love cricket, mm. it is that times 50. So as a cricket nuffy like me, it's, um, uh, everything is extraordinary. Every time you walk out the door, you see something that makes you smile. Yeah, you're like a kid in a lolly shop, Howie, no doubt. Now, uh, talking Australia, we've been on a bit of a roll. How are you feeling we're going to go tonight? Uh, tomorrow night, I should say. Well... You'd hope to bat first because South Africa have a history of not getting the job done under pressure in big games. Um, in really cricket specifics, Quinton de Kock has been unbelievable at the top of the order there. Zampa has been fantastic with the ball. We probably, Dave, you love your cricket as well. We probably need to take a couple of wickets with the new ball, which we haven't done sort of throughout the tournament. Yeah. That's probably been our Achilles heel. I think the fast bowlers as a group are averaging over 50 and Zampa's averaging 18 or something in the ball. So if we can get some early wickets, but our batting lineup has clicked at the right time. They've all made runs. I saw Mitch Marsh the other night made 100. And I, I watched Maxi live in Mumbai um, and didn't have to commentate the last 10 overs and sat down on the boundary line where they were chanting a Victorian kid's name in Mumbai. Oh. It was... It, it, I, all the superlatives you hear, I can't explain to you how hot it was mm. and, and what he did. I saw him the next morning hobbling down to the pool and he looked 450, but it is it's like it's the greatest cricket innings I've ever seen in any format live. It was just one of those things where you're pinching yourself and you say, "Wow, I'm going to be able to say in 20 years' time, I was in Mumbai to watch Glenn Maxwell make a 200." It was it was bloody phenomenal. We've been asking a lot of people that. Is it the greatest innings? Well, it's the greatest innings I've seen. Well, um, I, I travelled back with Matthew Hayden um, in from the uh, back to the hotel, and he'd seen. Uh, Ricky Ponting and Adam Gilchrist both make massive hundreds in World Cup finals. Um, and he said the importance of those occasions were bigger, but he'd never seen an innings like Maxwell. So it was just, and it's, you, you can't escape it. Like at the airport, at the hotel, in the gym, mm. everywhere, it's been on repeat. All they show is Virat Kohli batting and Maxi's highlights. That's all I've seen on telly for a week. Oh, that is so exciting. Now, who's going to get the last spot in the Aussies? Who's going to get that last batting position? I went to training last night, Bridgie, because I've got a few days here in Kolkata, and I, I sat with the cricket journos, the print gurus, like oh. Barat Sander Racing and these guys who oh, go to Sander. training and they just study it, right? And they're like, oh, 
gee, Marnus is sitting on the esky. He, oh, no, his body language is no good. And then Stoinis, <laughs> is, is the, the mm. choice, comes out. Oh, Stoinis got the chest puffed out. He looks confident. I think, I, I don't know, I think that the team... Um, that they played the other night. Obviously, uh, Stark will come back in for Abbott. That's an obvious change. And Maxwell obviously stays in. Um, the batting position um, when Maxi comes in after he was rested, I think they go Labuschagne. I think they'll go Labuschagne over Stoinis. Mm. Um, but that's the decision. It's one of those two. Well, we'll mm. have to wait to see how that plays out. All the best uh, with your yeah. call of it. All the best over there. Thanks very much for joining us. And one last one. Nathan Brown got wind you coming in today. He mentioned something about the US dollar. <laughs> that is the way they pay on the international <laughs> cricket circuit. So, so. I, I know the economy is tough in Australia and I feel the pain of interest rate rises, but if the dollar in Australia could just go through the bloody floor, it would be outstanding, Daisy. Go, Howie. <laughs> Sun's out, bin's out. What are you doing, Fat? I'll have a spell. <laughs> have a spell, Fat. This is the Rush Hour Summer Edition with Daisy Thomas and Bridge Duclos. This man who's joining us right now has one of the best stories in AFL history, which culminated in a premiership with the Collingwood Football Club. It's Oleg Markov. Oleg, thank you so much for joining us, mates. Congratulations. Have you come down yet from the high that was winning that grand final? Wow, wait, what an intro. I wasn't expecting that. <laughs> um, yeah, look, I, I actually have a, I had a bit of time to um, – I went over to Europe and had some time away, so it was nice to slow down and go to a non-footy-related <laughs> place. Um, so, yeah, I've sort of debunked all my feelings and emotions and yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm ready to get back, back back into it. So you've debunked your feelings and emotions. What did that involve? Oh, I, I think I think when you – the last sort of month of finals and then post the grand final, it was just footy, footy, footy. We had a, we had a function from Saturday to the following Friday and it was all to do with football and, mm. and a lot of drinking and that. So it was finally good to <laughs> just – yeah, park it, um, reflect on the year that's been and, and I guess my journey itself. And, um, yeah, I'm, if anything, I'm itching to get back now. Oh, interesting. Now, you've been to Rome, haven't you, Oli? I was. I was in Rome. I was in Paris, uh, a bit of Switzerland and oh. Uh, UK. Oh, how magnificent. So you've been, have you been eating and drinking up a storm? <laughs> yeah, I, I fully fully engulfed in the um in all the different cultures there. So yeah, I ate some snail. I did this and that, and yeah, rode a little Vespa around. So that was it was refreshing. I can see though you may have uh, had the skinnies a touch high. So you're already back at training today, and I saw that Tommy Mitchell split you open. Yeah, well, I think Tommy. I mean, he's more. Um, he's a lot older than I am, so <laughs> I think he realised that. You can't get reported or suspended <laughs> in the off-season for footy-related incidents. So he lined me up and, um, yeah, he, he caught me a beauty. But, um, yeah, it was just a friendly head clap. <laughs> friendly fire. Oh, like, how hard is it? I always wonder, you know, you train so hard, then you have a break, allegedly. Do you sort of have to keep going a bit during that break to be able to come back in any sort of shape? Yeah, I guess when I was when I was younger, I just thought it would happen. Um, mm. So I came back with you know all sorts of sore body parts and and um, you know my legs wouldn't work the same way they would. But um, as you get older, I think you just you you learn to maintain mm. rather than gain, um, and you're just maintaining throughout the off season and you're, you're doing sort of the bare minimum, still resting, recovering, but um, 
but by the time you get back, you're you're not ten steps behind, and you've actually mm. got something you can work on. So um, mm. yeah, it was actually refreshing being in Europe, and because all the places we went to were quite touristy. So for me to get up nice and early and go for a run, um, it wasn't anything of high intensity, but it was. Uh, I could see all the sites that um, are flooded with people. I saw them empty in the morning, so it was quite cool to see that. You touched a little bit on your journey. Did you ever think after you moved on from Richmond and then got the lemon and sass from the Gold Coast Suns that a year later you'd be a premiership player? Nah, nah. Uh, I, I could only dream of that. Mm. Um, it was it was something that was beyond me, and I think even when when I think of my journey, I, I, I get really overwhelmed when people um, credit me for not giving up and um, and that. But to be honest, it was it was my support group that were around me my partner my partner's father my yep. parents mm. um they're the ones who actually got me probably back over the line because i did give up i gave up on my footy dream i gave up on myself i had no confidence no mm. belief um but but those those people around me were the ones who actually um got me back playing footy or wanting to to give it another go and um and and they're the ones who filled me with enough confidence to make myself vulnerable again in a new environment and a new football club oh that is so amazing Oleg, and good on you because yeah i can imagine how you must have been feeling at one stage there's no hope i'm interested in craig mccrae i've never had the uh, fortune of meeting him but he fascinates me and what he's done with the collingwood football club you've had a few coaches how does he what is it about him um, oh gosh, I think, I think for, for myself and Craig, he's, he's almost been, um, a bit of a father figure for me. Uh, I moved into state as a 19 year old and when he, when I was at Richmond, he was at Richmond and I spent probably more or as much time playing VFL footy as I did playing AFL football. Mm. Um, and I guess the important part of, of my, my, uh, essentially my manhood or from me turning from a boy to a man um, was between probably the ages of 19 and 23. And he was a really, really big part of that. Mm. Um, so I guess for me to, to rekindle um, fly as, as an individual and as a person, um, yeah, I just knew how special his coaching ability was and how, how much of a motivator and people person he was. And I just wanted to be a part of that mm. person again. And for him to be my coach, I'm super grateful. I think he's, fantastic and i've had some incredible coaches as well and um yeah i i generally love him as as not only a coach but as a person he's certainly mm. easy to love i can't mm. believe that a lot of people are saying that collingwood are now their second favorite yeah, no, team a lot of that thought. because of him look mate you are known for a lot of dashing run and a bit of speed off half back but you're also really well known for your mustaka unbelievable <laughs> but it's gone yeah yeah it, it's, it's gone for a good reason and um a good cause but it's been um yeah, it's sort of been a, a really nice talking point. I've had a lot of people, whether it's been good, bad, indifferent, um, have obviously messaged and have reached out and and have been a part of my sort of interaction with men's mental health. And um, yeah, it's it's good it's good putting things front of mind. And um, yeah, look, if if it's the cost of my moustache, I, I think I'll do it every year from now on. To be honest. Oh, good on you for for November, which is fantastic. Do, are you feeling a little bit uh, a little bit exposed, a little bit nude, a bit naked? naked? Yeah, no, no, that, they're the perfect words if, if I to describe it. I did feel very nude, vulnerable, um, naked. I was sort of feeling bizarre sensations on my top lip that I haven't ever <laughs> felt before. You know, the wind is more sensitive. and yes. But I think um, after today's run, I feel like I'm more aerodynamic, so maybe I am a bit quicker. <laughs> oh, that's fantastic. Now, how do we donate? Because Movember is just a, an amazing cause 
of course, for men's health, mental health, testicular cancer and prostate cancer. How do we, uh, how do we back you and, and get behind you? Well, well, obviously you can donate um, via my Instagram. It's, it's in my bio. You can go through the um, Movember website and search myself up. But also it doesn't have to be ideally me. You can find a friend, a family member or support anyone really. Um, yeah, I'm just the small small cog in this system and I'm just trying to make the world a, a little bit better and be a spokesman, be a voice. Um, and I feel like potentially by my, by my actions on and off the field, I'm quite a bubbly and um, emotional person and I just wanted to um, allow people to, to, to hug it out, to smile, to have fun. Um, that's what life's about. It's, it's, hard, it's hard enough as it is and we're all going through it. Um, so Aww. one together with a smile. Oh, like you are gorgeous. Your mum would be so proud of you. I'm a mum and I would be very proud of you and my son, so good <laughs> on you. Oh, thank you. I, I, I'm sure she is very proud, yeah. <laughs> yeah, I bet she is. Well, well done to you, mate. Great cause, as you said, and we're very proud of you for what you're doing. Congratulations on the Premiership and all the best for what's to come. Thank you so much. Thank you for having me, guys, and take it easy. Enjoy the rest <laughs> of the week. Put on some sunscreen, top lip. I'll leg Markov, Collingwood Premiership hero on oh, Triple M Rush Hour. Summer edition. Make sure you head to Movember and donate today. Triple M's Rush Hour Summer Edition with Daisy Thomas and Bridge Duclos. Oleg Markov, what a beautiful man Oleg Markov beautiful is. What man. a well-spoken young gentleman doing some fantastic things. Speaking of well-spoken young gentlemen, Matty Wade on tomorrow's show. <laughs> I, thought you, I thought you were talking about yourself. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'll take the compliment. Matty Wade will be in to talk all about the Cricket World yeah. Cup. Stephen May on the line as well from the D's. Right. But not talking footy, talking golf bridge. Oh, we're talking golf. He's teeing it up in the Vic PGA. Now, I've heard a rumour you're playing in the Pro-Am. No, I'm first group off tomorrow. So. Are you really? Wow. Are you scared? No. I rang the club and said... Where's the first tee and what's the course record? <laughs> I'm going low tomorrow. But oh, we do need to wrap up the show and we go to Billy Brownless, of course, for oh, yeah. a good joke. And we had to go all the way back to August 2021. Well, we don't know if it's good yet. Yeah, we'll I'll, find I'll out. be the judge of that. <laughs> you can be the judge. End the day with a laugh. Um, I have a joke. This is Billy's joke. Carl Marx, Jim. Do you know who Carl yeah. Marx is? Carl Marx. Carl Marx. Not, not yeah. <laughs> well, he was a famous philosopher. I'm not sure he was a philosopher. Yes, he was. Oh, no, see. He was a historian. Oh, that's more like it. A yep. philosopher, a journalist. <laughs> Jimmy done everything. <laughs> yes. And was very, very famous. But no one ever mentions his sister, Anya. <laughs> oh, no. She invented the starting pistol. On your marks. Daisy. I like it. It's so awful. That it, it's so bloody bad it, it is a plastic. It got, it's yeah. got, it got it. It's got it. Yeah. Well, he must be in a good mood. It's the delivery. Yeah. It doesn't matter what he says. It's the delivery. I think I originally woolly bullied that. And I got that wrong. Oh, <laughs> you did get it wrong. On your marks. On your marks. <laughs> Second cousin gets that go. <laughs> The third cousin Skip. <laughs> oh my god, stop there, please. <laughs> Triple M's Rush Hour with JB and Billy. Bet with the homegrown bookie this spring carnival. Bluebet. Download the app for iPhone and Android. What are you really gambling with?